we found each other hi everyone this is kunal here welcome to what the research qualitative research podcast as promised in the previous podcast today we would be talking about the insider and outsider perspective and towards the end of the podcast we'd also be talking about covert and overt research now if you remember in the previous podcast we talked about how anthropologists were going into far off uh, communities and cultures societies to understand the societies and often uh, these anthropologists and uh, you know researchers would go in as an outsider with an objective of becoming an insider and at times also getting or deriving an high from you know being celebrated as an insider uh, after spending some time with this community but later on the chicago school also came into picture and said that hey boss look you don't have to go anywhere as a researcher it's not necessary that you need to go into a society which is very distinct from your society in fact the chicago school said that you can be in your society and do uh, interesting research but even within your society you might not uh, identify with all the existing subcultures that are there in the society so even within your society you may be an outsider to a subculture and you may go as an outsider uh, uh, in the society one of the interesting uh, books to understand this is uh, gang leader for a day uh, by sudhir venkatesh and if you are really interested in qualitative research i would suggest that you definitely go through uh this book gang leader for a day now it beautifully captures the story of sudhir venkatesh who uh, goes in uh, to the chicago university as a phd student in sociology and uh, is basically wanting to initially study the racial conflict that happens between the black and the white community in the projects of chicago but ends up somehow studying the gang activities uh, in one of these projects and uh, basically he also starts his journey and writes in his book that he goes as an outsider in this gang but towards the end he somehow is accepted in the gang although not as a gang member but almost as a gang member to an extent that even jokingly the gang members make him the leader for a day and that's why the book is titled gang leader for a day so i definitely uh, recommend to read all of you the book gang leader for a day by sudhir venkatesh another example that i can give you uh, to understand uh, insider and outsider perspective is the example of jhumpa lahri and uh, jhumpa lahri has uh, often written about how she has not been able to connect with the american uh, society or the culture even though for majority of her uh, you know childhood she has been in america and her parents uh, have been from indian origin and uh, jhumpaleri also talks about how she has not been able to relate to the indian uh, culture or when she visits has visited india with her parents she has not been able to even connect with the uh, the indian uh, culture that is there and uh, often jhumpaleri has uh, said that uh, uh while growing up she had felt that she did not belong to any of these cultural identities or did not share any of these common cultural identities one of the uh, things that jhumpaleri further adds that you know in home her parents uh, force her at time to speak uh, in bengali so that she does not loses her uh, cultural indian values uh, whereas in school she had to you know deal with a different accent and different way of speaking english and all of this led to a lot of identity crisis also from for her and, or at least this is what i can make uh, from her writing and various interviews that she had given now 
झुम्पा लेरी विजिट्स इटली इन हर ट्वेंटीज और इन हर अर्ली सॉरी लेट नाइनटीन ट्वेंटीज और अर्ली ट्वेंटीज आई कॉन्ट रिकॉल द um the exact year when she visits but she visit italy and she falls in love with the italian culture and she automatically feels that she is an insider to this uh, culture now it is interesting that she is uh, not even like you know been exposed to this culture before or she is not have much you know interaction with this culture and yet she feels that she belongs to this culture so then the interesting question is that who decides who is an insider or an outsider to a specific community now there are two things over here uh, it is definitely decided by uh, first the person uh, or the researcher who is going in the community or the community that we are talking about so the person going in the community and simultaneously it's also the members of the community who play a huge role in deciding if you are accepted as an insider or an outsider so basically the community members that are being studied also sort of reinforce your identity as an insider or an outsider there have been times when a person might go in feeling that they are insider to the community but the community may not accept them and the person or the researcher may feel that uh, they have been an outsider so that is also a possibility uh, it's not always necessary that when you go to a community or even when you are doing research in your own community that a transformation needs to happen either from insider to outsider or vice versa but uh, what we really need to understand is that uh, when the researchers take on any research they have their own identities and uh, basically it's also interesting to see how these identities interact with the identities and the values of the community that the researcher is trying to study and if the researcher is being accepted and how the identity changes over a period of time one of the interesting documentaries that i had seen recently i think in last year was uh, red pill where uh, the researcher documents her journey about talking to various men's right activists who uh, you know are uh, working in the area of men's right activism but the researcher is recording actually uh, her journey also of from being a feminist to what identity she identifies with towards the end of the documentary and which is also very interesting for me that over the journey her own identities and ideologies keep on changing and evolving uh, so it ha- it is very interesting and as a researcher it's always uh, good to be aware of if you're going as an insider or an outsider and to crit- critically reflect on why do you feel that as a researcher you are an insider to the community or an outsider to the community at the same time it is also important to understand that the community really plays an important role in determining whether you are really accepted as an insider or as an outsider of the community few things that a, a researcher can do is uh, maybe learn the rituals or the way of living of the community uh, if in case the researcher is going to a new community and also the way of uh, you know language or the slangs that is used by the community that is being studied all of these things little things does help uh, a researcher to become uh, more accepted and be more of an insider within a community but there are no hard and fast rules with respect to what will make you an insider and uh, what will uh, you know 
make you an outsider to the community it also depends a lot on the skills of the researcher and how much the researcher is ready to invest themselves and their energy with various stakeholders of the community so uh, uh, it's lot to do with the skills of the researcher as well and how much effort the researcher is taking to be an insider so i hope uh, uh, you have understood uh, what basically is insider and outsider now even though uh, i we have talked about both of this perspective the insider and outsider perspective i want you to understand that both of these perspectives are important in their own way it's uh, not ne- necessary or it's not uh, you know good or bad to be insider or good or bad to be an outsider but as a researcher you should clearly state how you are going in or approaching a research or going in a community whenever you are doing a research so it's it's not good that uh, or bad that you are an insider all the time vice versa it's not good or bad all the time that you are an outsider both being insider and outsider can have their own advantages and disadvantages for instance let me give you an example when you are already going in through the insider uh, to a community you are already aware of many things that the community is doing and various rituals that the community is doing so for a researcher who's already going in as an insider it might be easier to uh, you know uh, understand the community or in have deeper interpretations which an outsider will definitely take more time because they don't have an exposure that an insider would be having but if when you are going as an outsider you would be seeing things that the community is doing from a fresh eye from a fresh perspective and you might be leaving you know you might be catching on things that an insider might uh, or a research researcher who's an insider might leave in their uh, you know interpretation or even observations so simple things that can add a lot of meaning or make a lot of sense uh, to the research could be left by an insider because it is at times very obvious for an insider to observe things but for an outsider even simple things uh, appear very new and you know everything is new and uh, the outsider is amazed and a lot of data is then captured so being an insider and outsider both of uh, them have their own pros and cons and there's no harm in either being one or the other uh, but in when you're doing a ethnographic study uh, it is also about how much effort you have put into uh, being with the community and understanding the community uh, because uh, specifically in ethnographic study a researcher spends an extended period of time with the community and uh, hence uh, during this time the most of the time it happens that the researcher attempts to be somewhat of an insider when they are coming back uh, from the field now let us understand what is covert and overt studies so overt studies are basically studies that uh, the researcher would tell the participants the respondents and all the stakeholders involved what the study is about and uh, most of the uh, stakeholders would be aware of the research objectives and the research questions basically the researcher will not hide anything from the major stakeholders and especially from the participants of uh, the research whereas a covert study is uh, opposite of the overt study now in covert study the researcher would not disclose uh, let that they are doing a research 
so they might either not disclose completely that they are not doing a research or they might uh, you know just disclose a bit of what the research is on so they might tell people that uh, or the community that they are doing a research but they might not exactly uh, give clarity with respect to what they are doing a research on or the clarity that they give may be fragmented from the actual reality so uh, like you remember i'd given you in this podcast earlier the example of uh, gang leader for a day by sudhir venkatesh now that was an interesting uh, research because uh, it was uh, covert in a way for the community or the gang that sudhir was uh, studying so the basically members of the gang were aware that sudhir was a researcher and was doing a phd and uh, was doing a research but uh, most of the gang members thought uh, for a very long period of time that uh, sudhir was studying the gang leader and uh, leadership qualities about the gang leader called jt but actually sudhir was doing his ethnographic study and uh, his uh, research actually was to report the truth uh and not uh, just capture the leadership qualities from jt so sudhir uh, to build the initial bond and to be accepted within the gang by the gang members he had to lie uh to uh you know the gang members and the community that he was interacting in the field about what the objective of the research was and this is a classic example of a covert study because the participants or the people involved in the research were not clearly uh, uh you know aware of what sudhir was actually doing in the field now one might argue uh, again which one is better and one might ask me uh, whether covert study is better and overt study is better now both covert and overt studies have their advantages and disadvantages but in most uh, places you would not be allowed to do covert study uh, because there is an ethical uh, committee that you need to take approval from or when you are publishing your results you will need to take approval from the ethical community uh, that you know all the participants and respondents were uh, uh, aware of this research specifically in india it's difficult to do covert study and get approval from the uh, you know ethical committee uh, but uh, there is this advantage of covert uh, research which has been debated within the qualitative research uh, fraternity as well that you know uh, covert research actually helps to ca- capture more of a raw uh, behaviors and insights of people which will not be possible at times with overt studies so say suppose if i go in the field as a researcher and i tell uh, everything about what my research is about and in case if the research is something uh, sensitive then it might so happen that the participant may behave differently when i am around because they know that i am a researcher and i'm observing them for a specific purpose but then again this also raises this ethical question of is it uh, okay to be lying to the participants to get data and this debate has been long going on within the qualitative fraternity as well uh, so uh, i would not uh, say that one or other research is better or bad it would depend on the situation uh, you are in as a researcher and along with that what is the objective of the research that you want to meet so certain research have to be uh, covert in nature but with most research i think 
you need to be uh, you know uh, overt and you have to tell the participants and that's uh, mostly the right way also covert research can have repercussions not just uh, for the researchers but also the community quite often the researchers end up breaking the trust of the community that they have stayed in and interacted with during the research by not disclosing them correctly about the research objectives and the research questions but also it can be deadly for the researcher especially when the researcher is studying social deviance or criminal behavior like in the ca- case of ken piercy who was studying uh, you know the criminal behavior and actually he was found murdered while doing this research and he could not complete the research poliski in 1967 argues that it's not maybe a good idea to pretend to be a criminal because at some stage the criminal group will want to test the researcher's claim and there has there was a time where a lot of researchers were you know pretending uh, to be one of the criminals or wanted to get into the gangs like just the example we have studied about sudhir venkatesh uh, and gang leader for a day many researchers wanted to blend in with the gangs and in the process they would also risk their lives so at times it's not just breaking the trust of the community but it's also risking your own life as a researcher when you go and do a covert research so i hope you enjoyed this podcast stay tuned for the next podcast which will be on defining qualitative research and characteristics of qualitative research